This is the Content Recruiter Podcast. So, uh, so I get a look in this, inside this world because you uh, so graciously send me screenshots of pretty, at times funny, sometimes alarming, and sometimes just straight frustrating conversations that are going on in these in these sourcing communities. And uh, it's caused me to uh, pay a little bit closer attention to the stuff that's going on. Um, and I, I just now, I, I continue to see what I've referred to as sourcing hustlers. Um, I mean, basically posting different ways for people to hack their way into candidates' inboxes and like spam the hell out of them. And, um, and, and it's just like, it's, it's starting to drive me a little crazy. So I wanted to, I, I figured we could just vent a little bit about it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to kick us off with, with something I saw last week. And actually this is nothing against the guy because I've seen his stuff and he's very, very, very passionate about sourcing and actually, um, clearly like good at it as well. Sure. But, um, okay. Here's the thing, like for me, the issue with sourcing is this. You are, there's this perception in recruitment that you go after the passive candidate market, like whatever the hell that means. I have no idea what that means anymore. Okay. Like I don't think you can book it, like 80% of people into this passive bucket. Just doesn't, I just don't know, I don't understand what that means. Um. But there's a, a guy who was like, one of my students recently made the first placement via Instagram, made their first hire via yes. Instagram sourcing. Yes. And I don't know what to make of this, Nate. Like, I know we've said this before, but how many more platforms do recruiters actually need to piss people off? <laughs> Like is LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, GitHub, Stack Overflow, is that not enough to the point of text messages, like video via email? Like, is it not enough? Are these, do people, what do people want? Do people really want cold inbound messages from recruiters who are desperate to hire? Is that what people want today? Uh, okay. Uh, on that same post, I, I saw that post because you commented on it, so it put it in my feed. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. So I commented on it, and I asked the guy, um, what, was, what was the company, what level was the role, and what was the actual role? So what I wanted to know was basically what industry this company was in, who hired these people from Instagram, were they senior mid or entry level and specifically what was the role for because because that information is very very important because blanketly saying a client of mine meaning i am so good at what i do as a sourcing expert i trained this company how to sort how to use instagram to source candidates that that doesn't tell the whole story because the, the actual whole story is that candidates were hired from Instagram and it works in this kind of industry for this type of candidate. 
it's not that every single person can source on Instagram. And so like, so that kind of stuff drives me crazy. And so I asked that question and the guy, the guy replied to me with a very, like it was an unhelpful answer. He said, they're hiring, they're, they're busy hiring in the, in the construction industry. So I replied to him and I said, specifically, what are those three things that I, that we need to know? And, uh, he never answered me. And I'm like, that basically tells the story. Okay. You're trying to position this as like anybody can hire from Instagram that senior level software engineers or like VP level salespeople or like CMO level marketers or whatever are like scrolling Instagram, looking for jobs. And that's not true. No. Um, and, uh, so that's like kind of what gets me frustrated. That, that is what gets me frustrated about this is just like, I feel like the sourcing world is made up of like these like consultants who were like once recruiters who maybe had some level of success brute forcing their way into like people's inboxes. And now they just like want to take that and monetize it to train like other recruiters who basically think about like one overall way of doing things. It's like, we don't know how to generate demand. And so what are the most creative ways that we can work our way into people's inboxes. I don't know, like for, from there, like, honestly, man, like, I don't even know where to go. It's just like, if that's, if, if that's what the industry is thinking and what they're looking for, because you see what they put, sorry, I'm going on like a little bit of a tangent here, but then like you, you look at that and you go like, okay, so here's the information that is, uh, or the ideas that are being propagated by, you know, out there by the industry. And then you look at the tools and the solutions that are being built and purchased to help that behavior just become better, faster, easier, whatever. And you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> I, um, and you know, what's really important to say one thing I picked up on there is that it when the moment where you said, not everyone can go on into, onto Instagram and learn how to source and you absolutely they definitely shouldn't do that. Um, but also, the things that that we promote and the tactics that, that we promote, like not every team can do either, can they? In terms of no. totally shifting the mindset, going to educate the leadership team, going to influence a HR leader that marketing and content is the thing that will enable more talent to come through that awareness for like not every team, not every team can do that. Um, so I think, I think the thing that I get from this is because I've genuinely been thinking about this a lot, right? There's so much noise about people in the industry about sourcing. There are massive events that take place where um, recruiters get together and they source talent and, like source-a-thon style events. And and it obviously works for these people. Like they make hires from it. But I always go back to this thing of if you don't have that educational content to underpin um, the whole process, to give the candidate knowledge on the business to make the right decision, then it's all a waste of time because it's all going to fall down eventually. You're basically just recruiting on um, fingers-in-the-air metric which is probably not a good metric to recruit on, though. 
Um, although I do like this idea that recruiters have just got like the finger in the air going, hey, let's see what happens here. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I, I just don't like it. I got a, I saw another message this week. Um, I think it might've been Instagram again, a, another recruiter get their um, Instagram account shut down because they were using um, an automated tool to go connect with people and send them cold messages. And obviously the platforms seen through yeah. it and blocked access. And, and the responses were crazy. It was like, oh, hey, Instagram have blocked access to my account because I reached out to X amount of profiles. What should I do? And I think I responded saying, probably change the strategy, like the platform's telling you exactly what wants to happen here. And But but people are going, oh, set up a new account. Oh, try this um, right. automation tool instead. Oh, use this different search engine. And I'm just like, what the fuck? The platform is telling you what it wants you to do. It wants you to engage people with content. Like... Is this, am it, I, it, this is really easy, isn't it? It's a content platform. Am I missing uh, something here? Um, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take this in a direction, but I promise I'll bring it back. <laughs> um, okay, so, so what you're describing, what I'm going to describe right now too, is uh, the social media, whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook groups or whatever, um, they, if you know how to use them right, they become like a very great feedback insight tool. Um, you can like really get a look inside of like your industry, how people think about stuff, like the behaviors that are going on, whatever. And I saw this post from a, uh, yesterday from a VC, right? From venture capital firm. And it was, uh, they were sharing some like, some asset, some like ebook about uh, how, how founders can find product market fit. I knew it was going to be garbage, but I, so I clicked on it um, and I scrolled through it and I saw it. It was basically like creative ways that founders can hound potential buyers to get on the phone so they can ask them the right questions to help develop their product and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God. All right. So, so I comment and I say, the actual problem is that most founders don't have founder market fit and that they don't have a, they don't have a deep level of domain expertise and they're not well connected in their industry and they don't have a strong network before they build their product. Because when you have those things, you can reverse engineer your product to match this market that you know so well. But probably the biggest thing that you get from it besides that is you get access, which is the one thing that everybody wants is they want, they want access. And so that is what, that is what people are unwilling to do. So whether you're talking about products that are being built by people who have no industry knowledge about you know, of, of the industry that they're claiming to serve. They just spin up products because that's what they do. They build up products without knowledge and then they try to, then they have to figure out, well, how do we get user feedback? How do we get people on the phone who are willing to do UX interviews with us? How do we get buyers? How do we do all this kind of stuff? They like think about that stuff after because they haven't done anything in preparation. The same goes on the recruiting side is like, it is, it is all reactive and it's like, oh my gosh, we need to hire people now. And 
we don't have a network. We don't have a pipeline. We don't have a community. We don't have like any of those things and nobody trusts us because we haven't done anything to like educate our market that like we know our stuff better than anybody else. And uh, so, I mean, you see it all over the place, but like, that's all we're talking about is like, how do you get access to people, but nobody's willing to do the work that takes a long time and it takes a lot of thought and it takes like a lot of creativity to like get people to trust you enough that they just like open themselves up and are like, sure, I'm willing to help, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, talk to me about the social feedback loop because I've become a little bit obsessed with this. Um, okay. I need to make that question better. So some context, we, we hired a, we, we decided uh, with the current client at the moment that they are struggling to hire uh, MuleSoft developers, which is a um, Salesforce technology, right? And so we hired a MuleSoft content creator. And one of the first things we asked was what, so what's the audience? Who are we trying to, who are we trying to serve? What problems are we trying to solve and what problems do they have? And off the back of that conversation, we had this task of figuring out what people care about. And the first thing we did was jump onto every MuleSoft um, content creator on YouTube, community on Facebook, community on Slack. And we just spent a week listening. Mm. And that was it. And off the back of that exercise, I think we're going to have enough content ideas to fuel this thing for like six to 12 months to fuel this oh, Mule yeah. podcast. That's and of course you won't, um, you know, things are going to change. You're going to have trending topics. Things are going to come through. You're going to want to change the format of the podcast. You're going to want to do some different things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly that. That's right. It's like, okay, but, but this is go back. We talked about this, uh, last week. It's like this um, obsession, even like if you want to go that strong, this obsession with like how people behave and the things that they want and figuring out the best ways that, to discover those because go, okay, so, so now let's relate this all the way back to, uh, to what we're talking about with like recruiting and like this person getting blocked on Instagram is like, do you, Nobody's asking, hey, when, hey, candidate, when you, when you want to find out, when you want to discover a new opportunity, how do you go about it? It's the easiest question. I mean, that's like a straight, simple question. Yeah. Um, I did this, okay, here, let me tell you. Last night I did this. I, I, uh, I just, I don't know, I felt kind of inspired to do it and I wanted to like, get some Intel for like our new product manager. And so I just like, I went to my LinkedIn and I looked at, I just like scrolled through and found like 10 people that I've interacted with over like the last month, you know? So it was like still fresh and like, whatever. Some of them, like I know pretty well, whatever. And I just like, I sent them all this message. I said, hey, I have a question for you. When you're looking for a new tool, how do you, how do you go about discovering it and buying it? And I just started getting feedback. And I'm pulling it together in a doc that I'm calling how, how our buyers buy. And I'm getting 
like our target buyers telling me specifically how they go about finding a new solution like ours and buying it. I mean, it's like you just ask, you just get feedback. And then what you do is you do the, you put yourself in all the places that they say, you know, they go or pay attention to or whatever. It's like the same goes in recruiting. We're talking about the same kind of thing, but like, well, I don't understand, man. Like why is it, when, when I say I don't understand, like I really actually don't understand. I don't know why, why people aren't thinking about it this way. No, I don't. Because when you think about what sourcing is, sourcing really is just the equivalent of, of, a, of the awareness phase, isn't it? That's this, it. If we, if we, I hate using the term funnel. I really just don't like the term funnel. I, I think it's gone away too. I think, uh, yeah, but it's just, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know why, but there's just something that feels a little bit disingenuous about it. I think it's this whole mentality that you push people through a process with a certain piece of content at the right time and you can mirror exactly how that person's feeling. Because I think that just, that's so one dimensional, isn't it? You don't have a clue what else that person is looking at or evaluating or what's happening in that person or buyer's life or something. But that's just for the sake of, um, of, I guess, everyone understanding what it is. Sourcing for me is that awareness stage of a funnel. It's basically you shooting up your flare and saying, hey, we have this role. Like, for me, it makes no sense not to, not to do that in a more educational way or try and scale human interaction with people in your business to the people you want to hire instead of a recruiter just going, hey, want to move your job or want to move jobs now. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's so, um, it's so one dimensional and they need to, they need to find a way of, of getting out of it. Cause all that's happening here is, is people aren't reading messages in their inbox. Like I, I look at my LinkedIn inbox at the moment and between like living actual life, doing work, <laughs> looking after the kids doing other stuff like i can't even get through my messages from friends i'm seeing like messages from people that i know who i've worked with before who have who have sent me something last week or the week before i'm like oh i need to respond to that person I need to respond to that person but i'm genuinely just struggling with time right now imagine being a candidate getting a cold inbound message from a recruiter when you've also got another 30 of them from other recruiters what do you think is going to happen, Nate? Yeah, I. Okay, so I think if it, I, I would say if we're talking about like high demand, high demand candidates, let's just let's just talk about them for for now. Um, the way that they're gonna, the way that they find out about stuff is usually word of mouth. Okay, word of mouth happens because somebody they know sees something interesting and shares it with them. Yeah. Somebody else like works at the company, whatever it happens. Like it, it can happen a variety of ways. But, I, but what I, what I realized is that um, if you can do a good enough job at the awareness phase, you can get people who aren't, let's say are part of your company or in like on the sales side, like they aren't actual customers of yours. If you do a good enough job of that, 
they will spread the word for you, even if they aren't active participants in your company, um, which is a really powerful thing. That's where word of mouth gets like, gets super cool. When people are talking about you and they're not even actively involved in what you do. Um, and so I think that's true. I think the word of mouth thing with a high demand candidate is true. Um, but companies are doing two things. They're, they're trying to figure out how to creatively get themselves into that person's inbox. And if they have any kind of employer branding function, they're sharing the most ridiculous, like uninteresting, stupid content on social. Yeah. Those are the two things that are happening, but there's, then there's like nothing in the middle that actually impacts word of mouth. But, but I think we all, we all would agree, sorry, but I think we would all, we would all agree that that word of mouth is what moves the needle the most. It's like the reason why recruiters go to engineers and go like, hey, who do you know that I can reach out to who might want to work here? Wow. I mean, it's, you, you've got an opportunity of a recruiter to basically spend your days creating like an army of advocates outside of the business. Or you can carry on on this one track road of just being a recruiter trying to scale up a whole engineering team. Yeah. I know what would be more exciting for me, like this idea that you can go and create an army of fans outside of the business who are, who are basically talking about your company consistently to their colleagues or friends is, has got to be the way to go, hasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, are we also in this situation that that like sales teams are in, where it's like, hey, if you get a three uh, percent win rate, and if you do it at like enough volume, you're still hitting your quota. I mean, well, maybe. <clears throat> hey, I um, it's something that just popped into my head here. So I was speaking to um, a guy today who I've known for a while, and he was just chatting about the the massive amount of demand that's placed on his role at the moment. So he's one recruiter in a pharmaceutical company that's um, got huge plans to grow again next year, lots of um, L&D type roles in terms of scientists and people building product or creating new products. And um, he was just telling me about, just going back to your point a bit earlier about like technology solutions that enable that awareness phase and sourcing. So there's a platform that that it, that job boards at the moment for them for that company um, are producing like diminishing returns year on year. The candidate, it's no surprise. People are in demand. Yeah. They're not using job boards as much. Um, he is now shifting. Oh, sorry, he isn't. He's considering shifting some of his budget to a programmatic platform, which is going to choose which job boards they should advertise on at which time. Um, and they're going to charge around £90,000 for the year just for that job board access, that posting jobs access. And then I look at that cost and I'm like, could you imagine 
how much reach and awareness and brand you could build on something like Facebook with like a seven, eight grand budget a month. Like you would just clean up, wouldn't you? Man, if they, if they invested, if they did like a, I don't know, 70, 30 split or something on, on that budget with like 30% went to like creative and somebody went to distribution. They'd oh. have like, they'd, they'd be doing things many. that nobody else is doing. They'd have too many people. They, they, they'd get out of the rat race of advertising on job boards, which is all, what all their competitors are doing. But this is the thing about job boards. They love it, don't they? They love this idea that this is where, this idea that this job boards are where candidates go to find jobs. It's utter bullshit. Like, and I don't like, clearly people go there to discover what roles are available but they spend a lot more time on social platforms just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling yes totally there are far more places to get people's attention than on a job board and i don't know about you but searching for a job is how would you describe that process oh. <laughs> it's brutal isn't it yeah but i mean okay what you're describing, okay, again, like you've done a, you did a great job just now of like articulating the behavior. That's what it is. It is where do we discover it, right? And it's that. And like, I did this again, like I, I keep forgetting, like I did this again last night where in my LinkedIn feed, I saw, I saw a company, one of them for a really long time, um, posting that they're hiring for like a whole bunch of sales roles. I know somebody who's looking for a sales role. I literally like clicked on the thing that they posted. Um, I hit share text to that person and said, Hey, check these out. If any look interesting, let me know because I think I can make an intro. That's it. That's it. Now, if the person I sent it to were to apply or if I were to give them an intro, now all of a sudden we're getting into like other types of behavior that aren't gonna be tracked and all this kind of stuff, but that's how it goes. It's like discovery. It's like, boom, cool piece of content, somebody I know, brand recognition, whatever. I know somebody, or maybe that person's me, whatever. Click, share, boom, like, it's just how yeah. it goes. Like why aren't, it, like people, yeah. You know, I've got a friend who actually works in a law firm and that law firm pays something like $50,000 for a successful referral because getting a lawyer is big. Big, yeah. And I, I literally said to him, like, <clears throat> I would treat your income at that law firm as secondary because I think if you started posting content about um, the industry, because he yeah. works in like the conflicts division, if you started posting um, information about the industry and started attracting lawyers to your profile, then you could quite easily start referring like at least one a month, two a month. I what's the number. I don't know what the number is, but you could make big, big, big money doing that. Couldn't you? So, yeah, I think, I think like, <clears throat> you know what, Nate, for me, I think sourcing is just the equivalent of throwing a job ad out there on a random job board. Just tying this up, I, I I don't see 
like you can say you're proactively going after people, you're headhunting people, which we'll tackle that term in another another episode. Okay. Um, because the, the the whole yeah the, the whole idea of headhunting for me now is 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 crazy as well in terms of using that um, that term. But you know this idea that you're being proactive, um, headhunting people, I just don't buy it because you've not done any groundwork at the beginning to understand like the behavior element of this it's basically predicated on keywords isn't it yeah and that's it so i'm struggling to see where the quality element lies with that with that sourcing strategy when it's it's essentially built on on keywords how do we wrap this up mm. i'll let you take the stage no pressure no, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the final sentence before Christmas. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> oh. So I'm on this like kick right now of like we need to have better conversations. It's like this line that I just got to keep whatever. But it but but I think that's what we need to start doing is uh is there's a uh large percentage of recruiters who aren't going to care they're going to go like what i've always done is still working and it's always going to work because a small percentage of a whole lot of activity still equals results um but there's there's a smaller community of people who want a better way and i i like i just i want people to start connecting with each other and doing the things like you and I did for two years before we decided to do this is like have the right conversations, whether they're philosophical or they're like super tactical about like what is the future of this space and how do we start doing things differently? And if everybody's running in one direction, how do we go in the opposite? And that's all I want. Like really, I mean, I'm a realist and I know that uh, we're talking about about like big like evolutionary change in an industry but i think it all starts with like people just having the right conversations and the right conversations are about like what is human behavior like what kind of markets right now are being successful and how do we like take inspiration from those and map it to the things that we're doing and how do we start making like incremental shifts in the work that we're doing as like as a team at a company um to start just like providing a much better experience for for everyone um that's that's my ask it's nice i like that okay we're wrapping up for christmas we're going to take a week off after episode three it's been a tough slog to this point <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff man but um hey if Santa can bring you one present this year, Nate, what's it going to be? Uh, I want my family to be healthy. Everyone's, oh. everyone's feeling sick over here. Oh, it's been a tough year, hasn't it? This has been a tough year, hasn't it? Yeah. It's felt That's like, I feel like yeah. people, yeah, you know, yeah. Sleep? I, <laughs> just some sleep would be good. Um, and the health thing, but above all else an oculus no i'm joking no 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 
<laughs> I just want to have a, yeah, I'm looking forward to some downtime with the family, mate. And um, yeah, I'm excited to spend some time with the kids. So yeah, heading into Christmas, we shall wrap it up here. Nate. Yes, sir. It's been a pleasure. All right, buddy. Cheers. See you mate. soon. Bye-bye.